0: what anyone else might say. This is about being willing to go against the norm to create magnificence in every area of your life. Genius was not created by following the rules. Welcome to episode four, following your body's knowing. My name is Catherine McAdosh and I'm super excited to dive in today. So following your body's knowing, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the body and the body's intuition. And so did you know that the the body actually, and in the, in the belly of, in your gut, you have more brain stem cells than in your brain. So a long time ago, when I was uh, studying to get my master's in somatic psychology, I studied this woman called Candace Pert, and she came across this study that there is a reason we should be listening to our gut intuition. And yet so often we're not taught to listen to our gut, right? Especially when it comes to the body, we're taught eat three square meters, meals a day. Like, and now there's so many different sources of information that say, you know, ketosis is good for you, or the paleo diet is good for you. Grains aren't good for you. There's other studies that say carbohydrates are good for you. And so this is for me personally, I love this topic because I personally think that every single body on the planet functions different, lives differently, thrives differently. And so we can't, it's just, it's not a one size fits all type of deal. The body actually has these capacities to metabolize energy, metabolize food, metabolize air, metabolize sun, metabolize information, and every single body on the planet does it different. There's no, there's really, truly no one way, and not every body is the same. And so I came across this in grad school, but, but in the past few years, I have been obsessed with this concept and why? Because the, the diet industry specifically, right, is a $64 billion industry in America. And at least in 2014, it was a $64 billion industry. And so, what does that mean? That means that in 2014, Americans spent over $64 billion on diets, on weight loss pills, on gimmicks. It doesn't include trainers for the gym, that doesn't include others like diets alone, right? And whether it was, you know, surgeries or or whatever else. And less than 5% of those people are successful. The average woman will go on a diet eight times a year, and she will spend an average of 30 years of her life on a freaking diet. And I don't know about you, but I definitely, when I got that statistic, I was like, that's insane. And then I looked at it and I was like, wow, I've spent most of my life trying to find the right diet, the right food regimen, the right exercise regimen, the right, all of it. And it never, it always felt a little short. And you know, this thing about following the body's knowing is we're not taught to ask our body questions. We're not taught to function from curiosity. We're taught to know the answer. We're taught that we should know our tiny little brain. So should know the answer to what's best for our body. And I would say, "Mm mm-mm. Time for a change. It's time to actually start asking the body questions. And so if you look at the surface area of the body, it's a lot bigger than the surface area of the head. And so there's these gut intuitions where the body actually does know. It knows the information and the energy and the patterning. Now it might not speak English, (laughs) right? It might not speak Russian or German or, or French or Italian, whatever your native tongue is but it speaks energy. And so I believe that it's our job to begin to dissect energetically the information that our body's giving us. I truly believe that, you know, when your body starts to gain weight or when your body is in a lot of physical pain or it breaks out or you have something going on that's not normal or not comfortable, my belief is the body turns up it's volume on it not working in order to get your t- attention, in order to facilitate you to go, hey, something's off here. What do we do about it? And so I came across this because a long time ago in my in my mid to late 20s, I got really sick. And I got so sick that I spent nine months in and out of doctor's offices, in and out of getting Tests and CAT scans and all this stuff, and no one could freaking figure out what was wrong with me. I was sick, I was throwing up all the time, I could barely eat, my stomach was in knots. I was diagnosed with IBS and then, you know, other little things along the way. And everything I tried never really truly made me feel better. And so, you know, I pretty much was at my wits end. It had been nine months, I was in my mid 20s, I was a healthy. Girl, yes, I had had a history of anorexia and bulimia and all this other stuff that I'll get into probably on another episode. But I had all of these like problems psychologically that created a lot of physical challenges for me. And so in my mid to late 20s, I was fine. I wasn't actively in any disorder except for maybe of the mind. And, you know, no one could figure it out. And the truth is, I wasn't willing to look at the emotional underpinnings of my life. I was married. I was not happy. I was in a very abusive relationship. <laughs> I was really cute, you know. I married uh, somebody who didn't speak any English, and brought them to the states. And I figured that if we loved each other enough, we could get through anything. And I remember at one point during my my sickest moments, kind of going, "Wow, I really don't like my life. I am really unhappy." Now I was getting abused. He was drinking all the time. And I was drinking just to like drown (laughs) the truth that I was so freaking miserable. And I was also working about a hundred hours a week. I made great money. I had like that to show for. So I was trying to be like a tough girl. And the reality is my body was breaking down because it was so obvious that my personal life was not the life that I wanted to be living. And so my body was like, knock knock, Catherine, we're gonna make this challenging for you because you've decided to ignore us once again. <laughs> right? And I joke with people. I knew. So I got married in Quito, Ecuador, and I knew in that moment I'm holding the bouquet. My sister is my maid of honor, right? My mom's sitting next to me, my dad's standing next to me. They both walk me down the aisle, and I knew in that moment, my My mother looked like a ghost, like she was going to faint, right? And I remember going, holy crap, I guess I'm going to deal with this later. I knew in my gut I shouldn't do it. And yet at the same time, you know, I was 25 years old, just turned um, and was living in Ecuador and I had all these family members and friends fly down to Ecuador to be with me for the wedding. And I remember going, I can't disappoint them. I can't, oh my God, to cancel the wedding, that would be like the worst thing I could possibly do. And so I remember in my head going, I'll deal with this later. So fast forward three years later, my body is physically breaking down so much to the point of severe chronic pain. I could barely eat. I could barely keep anything down. You know, I was definitely drinking way too much and my body was in a serious cry for help. So after nine months of doctor's visits and tests and blood draws and urine samples, and you name it, we tried it. Um, I, I, I found myself desperate and I came across this woman and she looked at me, she said, well, I do this thing with bodies and maybe I could help you. And so I booked a session. It was like a hundred dollars for an hour. And I went to her and she simply just put one hand on the back of my sacrum and one hand on my belly. I was fully clothed. I was lying on her massage table. I I think it was the middle of summer. So I didn't have, you know, I didn't need a blanket on top of me. I was just wearing shorts and a tank top. And, and she started to ask my body questions. And she started to ask me questions that no doctor was willing to ask me. And it was so fascinating because in a one hour session. There was only a hundred dollars. Who knows how much money I spent with, I mean, thank goodness for insurance, but who knows how much money I spent on all of the tests and the CAT scans and the blood draws and the doctor's visits. And I mean, every pill, everything that we could try, we tried and it didn't work. And here was, I was paying a hundred dollars out of pocket to this woman. And within one hour, I would say like 50% of my symptoms disappeared. And I went, "What?" the heck was that? I'll have more. And over the course of several months, I went to her once, sometimes twice a week. And within a very short time period, I got my health back. I got my life back. I got my energy back. I was happy, but what I knew is that I had to face some of the things I didn't want to face, which was pretending that I had a good relationship. I was really good at pretending, right? Born Irish Catholic, we weren't allowed to get divorced. And so to do, to go through a divorce at the age of 27 was like unheard of. It was like this, I would have shame my family for life. And yet here he was extremely abusive to the point of me having to go to the hospital and me having to call the cops. I mean, it got pretty intense. And so, so I tell this story because what I realized is, is that in that moment, all these doctors were guessing on what my problem was. All these doctors, they didn't have the answer. They had no freaking clue what was going on with my body. And, you know, here I was going into their office every week, every, every month, whatever it was and going, you tell me what's wrong with me, right? Like you tell me, I don't want to know. It was almost like going blind with my eyes closed into the doctor's office instead of being proactive and being my own advocate for my body. And so the body knows and has so much information. It is aware of the future. It's aware of the memories of the past. So if any of you ever had an experience where you felt like you've dealt with a trauma, maybe you were, you know, physically abused as a kid, or maybe you were sexually abused and you tried to put that behind you. And then all of a sudden you get into a situation and your whole body goes into fight or flight. That's the body remembering the trauma, even if you tried to push it off to the side. Right. And so it could be, you know, I was in Dubai a couple of years ago on a speaking tour and, and we we're actually in Bahrain at the time. So we went to Dubai and then we went to Bahrain and we were in Bahrain and or Bahrain, however you say it. And we we're in Bahrain and we were had a long week we were all speaking we were working really hard long days lots of studying lots of practicing you know kind of just really honing in our craft and it was the end of the tour we had just finished our last talk and we're in this bus going back to the hotel room or going out to lunch and I don't know what, well, I do remember what it was, but I was sitting next to a friend of mine and we just, he said something to me and I just about lost my cookies. And so I started laughing. And if any of you know me, you know that if I, when I get laughing, I can go for a long time, right? And I sometimes sound like a monkey just to catch my breath. And so here I am like hooting and hollering and tears streaming down my face. And I am like just cackling. And I actually, I do have it on video. So maybe we'll do something with that video, or at least a shortened version of the video. And so one of the women in the back of the bus actually had, um, had a really traumatic experience experience in regards to loud sounds. And so what this small bus, maybe there were 30 of us on the bus, went from dead silent, everybody silent, to all of a sudden the whole bus is laughing and hooting and hollering. And some people are uncomfortable with the laughter. Some people are totally going at it. And this woman had literally like, was having a really hard time, almost like panic-like tact- panic attack, like symptoms in the back of the bus. And she got off and I said, Oh my God, are you okay? And she goes, Oh, I'm so sorry. I wanted to be happy for you, but I literally am, I'm like having a, like a nervous breakdown. Can you help me? And you know, she knew what I did for a living. And I said, of course. And so we just kind of tapped into some of the energies that were going on in her body and asked her body to release some of that information. And so oftentimes by accident, we will put ourselves or find ourselves in situations that reactivate a trauma, whether it's from childhood or whatever age that you experience a trauma, and you might have psychologically dealt with it, but yet still the memory and the felt sensation is in the body. So it will activate and then it'll act out as if it's going through the trauma. And in the those moments, it's really hard to calm down. In those moments, it's really challenging. And so the body knows and the body remembers. And so there are ways in which your body can release all the old traumas, right? And so I think you guys know that neurotransmitters, right? One of the ways in to change your life is to repeat an action over and over and over again, sort of like positive reinforcement and creating a new neural pathway. And so when we try to dig at our old traumas, dig at the old pains, guess what? We're re-energizing the neural pathways, especially in certain modalities or certain therapies. There are other therapies and other modalities in which you can activate or access the energetic pattern in the body and then dissipate and release the energies. And so that it, it lessens the traumatic impact that your body goes through in that moment. And over time, you can literally let go of of the physical sensations in your body of all of your past traumas. And part of this is also energizing the future. And so reenacting and energizing the muscle of possibilities by reinforcing in your physical body, the energies that you want to see showing up in your life. And so a lot of people say, you know, Catherine, like diets and bodies and, you know, (laughs) it's insane to me. So there's a statistic and the statistic goes like this. Only 4% of women worldwide, worldwide consider themselves beautiful. That's insane. And when I got that statistic, I was like, holy crap, like 4%. That means that 96% of the population, even supermodels, even some of the most beautiful women I know, they don't consider themselves beautiful. And when I got that statistic, you know, It really is true that most of us on the planet living today rarely don't not judge our bodies. Most of us are taught to judge our bodies. We're taught to judge what we eat, what we don't eat. We're taught to judge how much we do exercise, how much we don't exercise. We're taught to judge our size, our appearance, our cellulite, our stomach, our abs, our like we're taught to judge it as if judging it is the way to create the change. And actually, what I would say, and what I would argue, is that. It's actually in releasing the judgment that the physical body changes, right? So, I'm the founder of something called the No Judgment Diet. And it really is about the more that you let go of judgment, the more that you tune in to the knowing of your body, the awarenesses of your body, the awarenesses of future, your body will guide you to create beyond what you ever thought possible. And so this living, breathing, amazing organism called our body has within it the capacity to create your future, (laughs) right? If you're willing to go on the journey and tap in and become aware of your body's knowing. So how the heck do you do that? You start with asking the body questions, right? Um, I'll tell a quick story. I was, uh, teaching a class maybe five, six years ago in front of a, a decent size audience. And, you know, we we're muscle testing strawberries <laughs> and I was like, of course the body loves strawberries. They're healthy for you. They have vitamin C, they're beautiful color. Like they taste so good. Right. And so I start muscle testing these strawberries. And what I did is I held this pint of strawberries in front of my body and I showed how you can use your body as a pendulum and muscle testing. Test and you know I was totally expecting my body to be a big fat yes, and guess what? My body was a big fat no. It was like, "Uh uh-oh, we don't like strawberries, and I went, what? And for probably the past couple of years at that time in my life, I was probably eating close to a pint, two pints, sometimes three pints a week of strawberries. I worked in a restaurant. with had the special like strawberry meringue that I was obsessed with, right? We put strawberries in the salads. Like I was eating strawberries all the time. And I was always feeling puffy and heavy. Like I was always retaining this extra weight and I could not figure out no matter how much I exercised, no matter how much I was trail running, no matter how much I was doing, my body still was puffy and was not working. And so When I did this muscle test, I was like, holy crap, my body doesn't like strawberries. Who knew? So I stopped eating strawberries and I muscle tested a whole bunch of other healthy foods that I thought were good for you, that I thought would help me lose weight. Turns out they were the culprits of me gaining weight and retaining this extra puff on my body. So when we say the body knows, the body has an intuitive gut awareness awareness of what works for it and what doesn't, of what foods it likes, of what foods it doesn't like. And so my sort of invitation to you and my challenge to you is what would it be like if you were willing to truly be curious about your body and go on what I call a A journey of discovering going on a first date and a second date with your body. So I wrote this ebook and I'll we'll share with you guys the link where you can get the ebook. Um, there's this ebook, and it's called 10 Ways to Change Your Body Now. The first five steps are the energy of going on a first date with your body, getting curious, asking it questions, not assuming anything, being totally open and like you know, excited. And then the second five steps are going on a second date with your body. And, you know, I can guarantee that most of us on the planet, we one judge our bodies. We two bark orders at it. And three, we probably are a lot more unkind to our bodies than we need to be. And I can, I can, I can bet, <laughs> right. I can bet that If you are in a relationship with somebody who treated you the way you've treated your body, your whole life, chances are you probably wouldn't be in that relationship. Now, if you're listening to this and you're someone who's like, no, I like my relationship with my body. I actually have a great one. Then like kudos to you. But I believe that it's time to start to look at our bodies as a living, breathing organism that is here to fine tune and to invite us into possibilities. And so, my friends, if you want to discover what your body knows, yes, we'll leave a link for the ebook, your ebook and audiobook. Welcome to, you know, get it and download it. So much information in there. Um, And then the second piece that I would invite you to to do is really start to get curious on what foods, (laughs) right? What movements, what exercises, what sleeping patterns is your body asking for that maybe you might have assumed or concluded. So you cannot have judgment and awareness at the same time in any any judgment, any conclusion, any, I know the answer is a judgment. And so my friends, it is time to put the judgment down, start to discover a whole new possibility and invite you into the future that hmm, maybe there's something to your body knowing. So that's all for now. Thanks for being here today. Um, and yeah, please check out the link for the ebook and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. If you liked what you heard, if you were inspired, comment, send us an email, let us know what changed for you and feel free to share with your friends. Also, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes and inspiration so you can create what hasn't yet been created before. It takes guts to do what you're doing. So if you're ready to be the rebel, follow me on Instagram at Catherine underscore Macintosh and follow the No Judgment Diet on Facebook and Instagram for the latest and greatest tips to tap into your brilliance and unleash your awareness. Genius was not created by following the rules.